1: Good Wednesday morning, and we are following breaking news at this hour. A U.S.
2: military aircraft going down overnight. Good morning, it's November 29th. This is Today. Deadly crash in Osprey, carrying six crew members, plunges into the sea off the coast of Japan. At least one person killed. The search for survivors now underway. We'll have the very latest. Racing the clock. Negotiations underway this morning to keep the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in place. The U.S. pushing to extend the truce for the release of more American hostages. Live report from Israel straight ahead. Deep freeze, another day of brutal cold on tap across much of the country. Temperatures in the south dipping into the 20s overnight. And in Washington, D.C., the winds so fierce they took down the national Christmas tree. We'll get to that and Al's full forecast. Face to face, convicted killer Alec Murdoch confronted in court by victims of his financial crimes.
3: I've been waiting on this date to look at your eyes. What kind of animal are you?
2: Just ahead, his message to them and what he's now saying about the murders of his wife and son. All that plus Endgame, the controversial new book on the royal family now being pulled from shelves in some places the reason behind the recall and why the author says the rift between William and Harry is irreparable. And let there be life. The countdown is on, just hours to go until we flip the switch on the most famous Christmas tree in the world. Today, Wednesday, November 29th,
4: 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
2: Okay, we caught you. We see you, Hats yeah. with the Christmas Tree. Yes, and and they're do. right on the theme on this Wednesday oh, morning. Love tonight it. we light the Rockefeller Center Christmas
1: Tree. It's going to be a lot of fun. Starts at 8 o'clock in most places. We've got Kelly Clarkson who's going to be joining us. We have Cher. We have Barry Manilow. It's going to be a fun, festive night. Listen, this is a wonderful way to ring in the
2: holiday season. Maybe Mm -hmm. you decorate your Christmas tree, put the music up loud. It'll It'll be fun. Let's get right to our news this morning. And unfortunately, breaking news overnight, a U.S. military Osprey aircraft crashing overnight into the sea of southern Japan of the six crew members aboard that helicopter plane hybrid one is now confirmed to be dead
1: it remains unclear just what happened there but we can tell you the japanese coast guard received an emergency call from a nearby fishing boat and that's when the rescue operation began well, this incident comes three months
2: after an osprey carrying 23 marines went down during a training exercise in australia three were killed nbc's kelly o'donnell joins us from the white house with the very latest on this breaking news kelly good morning
5: Good morning, Savannah. Painful example of the dangers to our military. Limited details so far. We know that once fishermen spotted the wreckage, that led to the Japanese Coast Guard getting to the scene, and a search continued for several hours with boats and helicopters. One eyewitness described the aircraft spewing fire before heading into the sea. This morning, a deadly crash and another incident involving a U.S. military osprey. The aircraft that can take off and land like a helicopter plunging into the sea in Japan with six crew members on board. A Japanese Coast Guard spokesperson confirming the CB-22 Osprey aircraft went down off the coast of Yakushima in southwestern Japan. Officials say one crew member was recovered and later confirmed dead. Osprey is a versatile military aircraft with a vertical takeoff that can also fly long range with more speed like an airplane, often used by the military to transport troops and equipment, but it has a troubled history over the two decades it's been in use. Back in August, a deadly U.S. Marines osprey crash off the coast of mainland Australia, killing three U.S. Marines during a routine military exercise. In June 2022, five more Marines died in an osprey crash in California. Investigators say a catastrophic mechanical failure was the cause. This morning, the investigation and search for missing crew members continues. And we expect to hear more from the Department of Defense today. Reports out of Japan say that this Osprey was deployed with the U.S. Air Force. And we hope we'll learn more about the fate
1: of these service members. Hoda, Savannah. All right, Kelly O'Donnell at the White House. Thank you, Kelly. Let's move now to the Middle East, where the two-day ceasefire extension is set to expire later today. But there is hope that a truce can hold with more hostages being released. Yesterday. 10 Israelis and two Thai nationals were freed. That raised the total number up to 85 of the roughly 240 hostages captured by Hamas on October 7th. So far, though, only one American has been released. That's four year old Abigail Adan. Nine were taken. For the very latest, let's go to NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel, who's in Tel Aviv for us this morning. Hi, Richard. Good morning.
6: Uh, good morning, Hoda.
7: There are intense negotiations taking place right now to extend this ceasefire, which has seen Hamas free some of its hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners. Uh, I'm hearing from sources directly involved in these talks that progress is being made. They are hopeful. But so far, no new deal has been announced. <laughs> After more hostages were released last night, urgent talks are now underway to extend the fragile truce. Nearly all of the 10 Israelis freed yesterday were elderly. There were no Americans. Israel released 30 Palestinian prisoners. But time could be running out for more exchanges. Today is the last day of a six-day truce. Israel has promised to resume bombing Gaza to destroy and overthrow Hamas. The U.S. is working to extend the ceasefire and free more Americans. And hostage families are making an 11th hour appeal for their loved ones to be included on precious freedom lists. In Tel Aviv, the Bibis family held a rally in support of hostages Yarden, Shiri and their two children. They held orange balloons to evoke the children's hair color. Kafir at 10 months, is the youngest of all the hostages. Ariel is four years old. Since the Bebises are apparently not held by Hamas, the Israeli military says Hamas handed them over to another group. They've been passed over time and again. People in Israel are, are really rallying behind you and, yeah. and all of the, the hostage yeah. families.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh... It's really heartwarming, and it really, really does give us the family strength and hope to, to continue our, our, our struggle.
7: Supporters released the balloons as a symbol of the liberation they've been denied. In Gaza, people are also hoping the ceasefire will be extended. They're lining up to get what aid is coming in now, before Israeli airstrikes resume. Large parts of Gaza have already been destroyed. Some are now living in tents as winter is settling in. Many Gazans don't support Hamas, but are powerless to get rid of them. We're not living, this man says. There's no food, no shelter. Life is unbearable.
1: Richard, let's go back to those talks to extend uh, that very fragile truce. Where do they stand and what could a potential deal look like?
7: So once again, these talks are being led by Qatar in Doha. Uh, The CIA is involved, the CIA director, the head of uh, Israeli intelligence, the Mossad. All of them are meeting, and that is just part of the diplomatic effort to extend this ceasefire. The White House is involved. and, And what I'm hearing from a source directly involved is that they are potentially talking about a two-day extension at least. That is the expectation, and that two-day extension would see Hamas freeing more hostages in exchange for more Palestinian prisoners, very much like we have seen so far. And then the hope is that this extension would lead to more extensions and potentially even a longer-term deal.
1: Yeah, hold up. All right. Richard Engel for us there in Tel Aviv. Richard, thank you
2: here at home. That early blast of winter weather we've been tracking is continuing to impact tens of millions of Americans. A fresh blanket of snow creating dangerous driving conditions while temperatures tumble across the eastern U.S. Al's got the forecast in a minute. But first, NBC's Jesse Kirsch, who is in hard hit Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. Jesse, how's it looking?
8: Hey Savannah, good morning. The skies are starting to clear here, which is good news, but look at the mess in western Pennsylvania. This is just some of the snow that's been pushed aside here in Edinburgh, and I've got ice that I'm looking at right here and parking spots on an icy roadway, so treacherous conditions in what is once again this morning still very cold air. This morning, many Americans are still dealing with Mother Nature's not-so-warm winter welcome, from shoveling out deep snow that buried parts of the Great Lakes region to a blustery Washington, D.C., where the National Park Service says the National Christmas tree was toppled by a strong wind gust. With the tree lighting ceremony slated for tomorrow, officials say the tree near the White House is upright again. Powerful winds also blowing across Ohio, Pennsylvania and New York, helping fuel lake effect snow since Monday. In hard-hit Vermont, officials say a motorist was killed after their car collided with a bus. The Great Lakes storms finally winding down today after piling up nearly two feet in some areas. The snow blower would
9: have been nice. Uh, I have one. But with this kind of snow, it doesn't pick it up. It just jams up in it. So. We're out here shoveling, getting our exercise.
8: Outside Cleveland, police believe treacherous conditions led to a pair of pileups involving over 20 vehicles. One crash causing serious but non-life-threatening injuries.
0: You make sure that your vehicles are prepared for winter driving, that your tires have good tire depth, and uh, that your windshield wipers are in functioning order, and that you have a lot of patience when you're traveling.
8: (laughs) Outside Erie, Pennsylvania, police in Edinburgh echoing the call for caution. Even though you're used to it year in and year out, what do you have to tell people and, you know, do preparation-wise for that first big storm of the year? Just drive slow.
10: Some people, they don't think about slowing down because they've been driving all summer, all fall without snow.
8: Snow isn't the only headache right now, with much of the country braving frigid temperatures. Parts of the Midwest in the single digits, with wind chills below zero. Here in the Great Lakes region, the lake effect snow warnings have all just expired, so hopefully conditions improve. You can see, though, how cold it is still out here, so people are going to definitely want to keep bundling up. And on top of that, again, ice and slush on the roadway, so people who are heading out the door this morning definitely going to want to still take it a little bit slower, Savannah.
1: Good advice, Jesse. Thank you. Really did get hit there in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. Mr. Roker, how's the rest of the stuff looking?
9: Well, we've got some really cold air filing in. This is a big, big uh, low over Hudson Bay, Canada, and it is forcing cold Arctic air all the way down to the south. Freezing air diving down. In fact, we got 7 million people from Baton Rouge all the way to Wilmington under freeze warnings and frost advisories. Temperatures right now, it feels like 29 in Charleston, 9 in Pittsburgh, 22 in New York City, 16 in Nashville. Those temperatures today along the eastern seaboard into the Ohio River Valley. It's going to be 36, only 36 in Pittsburgh, 11 degrees below average. Tallahassee 58, that's 12 degrees cooler than average. Temperatures will start to rise a bit tomorrow. Cleveland, you'll be up to 50. Nashville 61, Boston 46. And then as we head into the weekend, temperatures slowly climb upper 40s in Cleveland, mid 50s, mid uh, 40s in uh, Chicago, Philadelphia, We'll see temperatures in the mid 50s. And as Jesse mentioned, you can see that lake effect snow finally winding down in the Tug Hill Plateau. There's a place, Constableville, it got 40 inches of snow. Yeah. So uh, that lake effect machine really cranked up, guys. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, Al, thank you. We'll check back. Also this morning, health officials are monitoring a surge in respiratory illness in China. Hospitals there are reporting a growing number of cases, especially among children. NBC's Janice mackey Joyce joins us from Beijing. Janice, good morning.
3: And good morning to you, Savannah. It is that time of year with viruses making the rounds, but a surge in respiratory illnesses here, including pneumonia, has triggered questions for China's health authorities about how and why it's affecting so many children. At hospital emergency rooms, the sick children just keep coming from toddlers to teens, mostly with respiratory infections, including pneumonia. It's been 10 days now, this mother says, and the fever is back. Health officials say the surge is happening not just here in Beijing, but in clusters across northern China. This is one of the biggest children's hospitals in this city, and it's full of kids who are coughing, hooked up to IV bags, or still waiting to get treatment. The headlines here about a respiratory disease outbreak triggered alarm bells and prompted the World Health Organization to ask Chinese authorities for answers. The WHO said China shared its data that showed no sign of a new disease so far, saying in a statement the reported symptoms are common to several respiratory diseases. Unlike a then-unknown virus that emerged in Wuhan four years ago that unleashed the COVID pandemic, back then China was criticized for a lack of transparency. What's going around now, according to health officials, is a known mix of flu, RSV, COVID, and mycoplasma or walking pneumonia. The advice from scientists, don't panic. Last year, there were still strict COVID rules here. Kids masking up and schools locking down. Wave flooding emergency rooms now, seen as more of a comeback than a mystery. With doctors here working overtime, health officials are urging anyone with mild symptoms to avoid the hospital because of the risk of cross infection. But for the rest of the world at this point, scientists say there's no evidence of anything new or unique here, that it's the same sort of surge you're seeing in the U.S. and can happen anywhere. Savannah.
2: All right, Janice Mackey-Frayer, thank you very much. 15, a lot more to get to a very poignant
6: day in Georgia yesterday. Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter will be laid to rest today in her hometown of Plains, Georgia, following yesterday's memorial service in Atlanta. Her husband, Jimmy Carter, they're emerging from hospice care to attend that tribute, along with fellow former presidents and all of the living First Ladies. NBC's Blaine Alexander is in Plains Force once again this morning. And Blaine, it was quite the tribute. Good morning to you.
4: (sighs) Craig, absolutely. An emotional memorial service yesterday. And now we are back here in Plains. This is the third and final day of tributes for the former first lady. She's back here in Plains, Georgia, her hometown, the place where she and President Carter first met years ago as next door neighbors when they were just very small children. Now this morning, her family and close friends will gather for one final goodbye. In her beloved home state of Georgia, family and friends gathered for an extraordinary tribute to Rosalind Carter, remembering the former first lady as a passionate humanitarian and a devoted partner to her husband of 77 years, Jimmy Carter. The 99-year-old former president emerged from hospice care to say goodbye to his lifelong partner, seated in a wheelchair and covered with a blanket, alongside fellow presidents and every living first lady. Chip Carter called his mother the glue that held the family together.
9: I will cherish how she and dad raised the children. They've given us such a great example of how a couple should relate.
4: An emotional Amy Carter spoke on her father's behalf, reading from a love letter he wrote to Mrs. Carter 75 years ago while serving in the Navy. Every time I have ever been away from you, I have been thrilled when I returned to discover just how wonderful you are. The musical selections, some of Mrs. Carter's favorites, including a tribute from the Carter's close friends, Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks. Jason Carter honored his grandmother as a woman of deep faith, drawing laughs while addressing the sisterhood of first ladies in the front pew.
10: Thank you all for your leadership
0: that you provided for our country and the world. Secretary Clinton and Dr. Biden, we also welcome your lovely husbands.
4: Journalist Judy Woodruff, who covered the Carter administration for NBC News, highlighted Mrs. Carter's trailblazing years in the White House. What we witnessed was a first lady who saw her role as going well beyond the
5: essential,
4: warm and welcoming host to being a close and trusted yes advisor. This morning, Rosalind Carter is back home in Plains, her place in history secure. Now, today's ceremony will be held right here at Maranatha Baptist Church in Plains. The Carters have been longtime active members here at this church. In fact, President Carter actually taught regular Sunday school classes every Sunday up until just a few years ago. Mrs. Carter Craig will be laid to rest later this morning at a private ceremony at the Carter residence.
6: Craig. Blaine Alexander Force there in Plains, Georgia. Blaine, thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's go to Mr. Roker with the rest of the national map.
9: All right, guys, we're looking at some snow showers dying down around the Great Lakes, uh, below average highs in the southeast, mid-Atlantic states, ample sunshine in the midsection of the country, and a few showers along the California coast. And that's your latest weather. Guys?
2: All right, Alex thank you. Coming up, convicted murderer Alec Murdoch facing the victims of his financial crimes in court. We will take you inside that emotional sentencing day in a South Carolina courtroom.
1: Plus, the controversial new book, putting the royal family's rifts and feuds back in the spotlight Why some copies are already being removed from stores. But first, this is Today on NBC.
11: Hi, I'm
3: Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentyx treats both.
12: Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
11: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed.
1: Now, 730, take a look. This is one of the last times you'll see that tree without its 50,000 glowing lights. Christmas in Rockefeller Center, by the way, tonight it is a star-studded affair. So much fun. Featuring, of course, Kelly Clarkson, Share. Cher. Barry Manilow and us so we hope you'll join us it's at <laughs> 8 7 central right here on NBC And and us anyway it'll
2: be a lot of fun it's gonna be streaming mm-hmm. on Peacock too yeah. yeah let's uh get right to our busy half hour ahead and we'll start with the latest in the ongoing legal saga of Alec Murdoch
6: already convicted for killing his wife and son the disgraced former attorney was back in court yesterday this time for sentencing on nearly two dozen counts of financial crimes in South Carolina NBC's Liz Kreutz joins us now with more on the story. Liz, good morning.
13: Hey, guys. Good morning. Yeah, it was an emotional day in court as victims of Murdoch's financial schemes were able to address him directly. Then Murdoch himself spoke for nearly an hour apologizing for those crimes, but still remaining resolute that he did not kill his wife and son.
3: You You lied. You cheated. You stole. Um, You betrayed me.
13: This morning, former prominent South Carolina lawyer and convicted murderer Alec Murdoch back in court, confronted by distraught victims of his state financial crimes.
3: I've been waiting on this day to look in your eyes. What kind of animal are you?
13: Among the victims, the family of Murdoch's former housekeeper who died after falling at the Murdoch home. Prosecutors say Murdoch directed millions of dollars from her life insurance claim to an account he used, while the family received nothing. I just don't understand. Did you not have a soul? Murdoch, who is accused of swindling millions from his clients for over a decade, sat quietly listening before addressing the victims himself. And I am so sorry
9: so sorry for the things that i did
13: the judge then sentencing murdoch to 27 years in prison as part of a deal that required murdoch plead guilty to 22 state financial crimes guilty verdict in March, Murdoch was convicted of murdering his wife and son and is currently serving two life sentences. He's also pled guilty to almost two dozen federal financial crimes, which requires he pay nearly $9 million in restitution. One of Murdoch's victims is Pamela Pinkney, who told Craig on Dateline that Murdoch defrauded her twice while representing her after a car crash that left her teenage son paralyzed.
6: You trusted him? Yes, I trusted him wholeheartedly.
13: Pinckney estimates Murdoch and his alleged co-conspirators pocketed a million dollars owed to her family. In court on Tuesday, she told Murdoch she forgives him. You just took us for granted, but all I want to say to you is I forgive you from my heart. Still, Murdoch resolute he did not kill his wife and son.
6: You are dead wrong about one thing, and I would never hurt Maggie, and I would never hurt Paul. So, Liz, this all comes after Murdoch asked for a new trial over that double murder conviction. What's the latest on that?
13: Yeah, Craig, that's right. So his lawyer's motion for a new trial based on accusations, the clerk of court tampered with the jury before they reached a verdict, something the clerk has denied. It will ultimately be up to a judge to decide whether to grant Murdoch's legal team a hearing on this. If one is granted, witnesses could be questioned under oath, including jurors, the clerk, even Judge Newman, who agreed not to preside over this request and any potential new trial.
6: Craig? All right, Liz Coates for us there. Liz, thank you. Let's
13: turn now to the new drama facing the royal
1: family, a controversial new book detailing the state of the British monarchy is putting rifts and scandals back into the spotlight. NBC's Joe Fryer here with more on the revelations
10: and some reaction. Hey, Joe, morning. Hey there, good morning. So while the royal family is used to life in the public eye, this latest book called Endgame is divulging new personal and private details of those royal relationships. This morning, a new book is stirring up some royal family drama. Titled Endgame, Inside the Royal Family and the Monarchy's Fight for Survival, royal author Omid Scobie writes about the state of the British monarchy.
11: The very title is, is incredibly loaded. Endgame doesn't paint a particularly positive uh, image for the future of the House of Windsor. Already causing
10: a stir, the book's treatment of one of Harry and Meghan's most controversial claims that a royal family member allegedly discussed the skin color of the couple's unborn child. And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation? I think that would be very damaging to them. Now, after reports that the Dutch version of the book named that family member, it's been pulled from shelves in the Netherlands. The publisher says an error occurred in the Dutch translation and is currently being rectified. Scobie is now responding.
8: Unfortunately, I can't speak Dutch, so I haven't seen the copy for myself. I edited and wrote the English version. There's never been a version that I've produced that has names in it.
10: NBC News has not obtained or independently verified the contents of the Dutch version. The book is also bringing some more old family feuds to the surface, portraying the Princess of Wales as cold, King Charles as pampered, and alleging Prince William leaked stories about Prince Harry to the press. Scobie is known for having well-placed sources close to the Sussexes.
11: When it comes to who he sympathizes with, absolutely, it's, uh, it's Harry and Meghan.
10: Scobie is calling the rift between the brothers irreparable. Of late, Prince William appears focused on his charitable causes, stepping out in London Monday night for the Tusk Conservation Awards. We do have the power to change this. Well, his younger brother continues to champion causes of his own, seen with Meghan in Canada last week, the site of the 2025 Invictus Games. The current reality of the brothers' relationship, a far cry from their once close bond. NBC News has reached out to Buckingham Palace, Kensington Palace, and the Sussexes for reaction to this new book, but we have not heard back from any of those parties.
2: Joe, thank you. Coming up, guys, a new adventure for a survivor of that extraordinary cave rescue of a young Thai soccer team. You might remember the story. Well, five years later, the group's unofficial leader is now a college student right here in the U.S., and wait till you see what he's doing with his second chance at life.
6: First though, Sam Brock will join us with an inside look at what's driving the new cruise boom. Hey Sam. Good use of the word drive
14: Craig, good morning. What do the following things have in common? A multi-level racetrack, thermal pools, and resort level spas. The answer is what the state of cruising looks like right now. Norwegian Cruise Line is gonna give us a window to the future, next.
3: I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But cosentics works on both.
12: Eight four four Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
0: Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's Best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and twenty five percent less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's Best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit EgglandsBest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
1: Back now, 741 this morning on In-Depth Day, we've got a remarkable
6: comeback story. Yes, arguably no part of the travel world was hit harder by the pandemic than the cruise ship industry. It was shut down for well over a year. But now, apparently, it is back in a very big Mm -hmm.
2: way. We sent NBC's Sam Brock to find out what is driving this resurgence. Hi, Sam. Good morning. There's that word again.
14: Guys, good morning. Look, it has been non-stop action, really, at ports all across the country, including here in Miami. Now, I had the chance to hop on board Norwegian Cruise Line's newest addition, Viva, which at this moment is on its way right now, guys, to the Bahamas. If you have not been sailing since before the pandemic, you have no idea what kind of experience is in store for you right now. We are talking about everything from luxurious spas to golf cart racing, go-kart racing, rather. All of this is going on. The sky is the limit. It's no secret that Americans are on a major travel kick. But with Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship Viva launching from Miami, and Despacito singer Luis Fonsi doing the honors, one thing is very clear, passengers are rushing to set sail in record numbers. What is the industry experiencing right now? It feels like this renaissance. That
8: pent up demand, that revenge travel, we saw that come immediately after the restrictions were lifted and we see it continue to grow.
14: As travelers return, Norwegian's president, David Herrera, says they're getting an eye-opening experience. Today, you come on our ship and 60% of our cabins are ocean or balcony or higher. More staterooms with a view is just the start. Industry trends include greater emphasis on wellness.
9: Welcome to Madara Spa. Let me show you around.
14: Think Himalayan salt spas.
9: This will give you vibrations.
14: And beds that plunge you into a meditative state. More travelers are also sailing solo. With Norwegian's biggest growth areas, Millennials and Gen Z. But perhaps the biggest trend, spacious connecting rooms and activities tailored for multi-generational families. It's now time for what many passengers say is one of the highlights of their trips. Go-kart racing. This track, the racetrack, spans three different decks. These babies go up to 25 miles an hour on the track. And then it was off to the races. And the views are not too shabby. Look at this skyline right here. That's Miami. Imagine if you're out in the middle of the ocean just looking at that. Other major players, like Royal Caribbean, have also pushed the pedal to the metal on innovation for families with its ship, Icon of the Seas. We designed it to compete with every other vacation, so it's everything from introducing the world's first water park at sea. And many families are taking note. The
4: number one thing that makes cruising so wonderful is that amazing value. Land
14: just can't compete with it. While cruises are more expensive now than before the pandemic, the deals are flowing, with Travel Tuesday price drops, in many cases, lasting all week. From free drink packages and Wi-Fi to Norwegians buy one cruise, get another half off until next Monday. And while we're on the topic of giant drops... What am I looking at here? That
7: is the drop slide. If you were brave enough, sir, you would get
14: in there... And for those who thought we weren't brave enough to do the drop, let's give it a shot.
8: Three, two,
14: one. Oh my God. Ten stories and the acceleration of a Ferrari later, we landed on our feet, kind of.
1: (laughs) How was that? I know, he looks a little... (laughs) You okay? You all right, Sam?
14: I made it. Let's put it that way. I will say there was a height restriction for all of these things. The go-karts for that ride. I barely made it. It's like six foot eight. So I cleared it by a couple of inches, guys.
2: Oh my gosh. All right. So if you can't commit to booking this week, are there specific times that are good to look out for a deal?
14: Yeah. So, Savannah, it's a great question. Ideally, you want to be booking these cruises at least four months in advance. This week is great. There's also wave season that is from January through March. Now, the rule of thumb here is that it is high season when families are free. So when it's the Caribbean and Mexico, for example, that is right now over winter break. But if you're talking about cruising to places like Europe and Alaska and Australia, that's going to be more the summer months when people have more time at their disposal. But the earlier you can book, the better. Guys. All right.
1: Sam, thank you. Sam is six feet six. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was my up. takeaway. Every day. Uh, five. All right. Six five? Okay. All right, Sam. Thank you. Uh, time for another check of
4: the weather. Mr. Roker,
0: legs in heels. can barely
9: make the minimum.
0: Hey,
9: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. anyway, let's see what we've got for you today. We are looking tomorrow at a risk of really severe weather for East Central Texas. Eight million people at risk. We're probably going to see some tornadoes. These storms are going to fire up earlier in the day, so we're going to be watching out for that wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour. For tomorrow, this storm will intensify. It'll also be pulling up gulf moisture, so heavy rain for the southern plains into the Mississippi River Valley on Friday. That is going to spread into the northeast and the mid-Atlantic states with still some strong storms down through Louisiana and Alabama. Heavy rain down from Houston all the way to New Orleans. Hourly rates of up to one to two inches per hour as we stretch on up into parts of Arkansas and southeastern Oklahoma. And that's your latest weather, guys. All
1: thank right. you, Al. Thank you, Al. We got a morning boost. It'll leave you with a smile all day long. Coming up right after this.
6: Carson has joined yes. the party just Love in it. time.
1: Love it. Love it when Carson's here. All right, here we go. Jesse Luqueta. A linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals was driving to State Farm Stadium on Sunday because he had the game against the Rams. Suddenly, the guy got a flat tire, so he had to pull over at a gas station. He didn't have a spare. The clock was ticking. He had to be at the stadium in 45 minutes. Then he noticed something. Another car at the gas station (laughs) with a family inside. They had Cardinal jerseys on, so he asked (laughs) them if they were going to the game. Come on.
4: I'm a player, I got a flat tire, can you guys help me out? Uh, I need to ride to the stadium. Walks back to the car, and talks to his wife, he's like, heck yeah, come on. And uh, they got me there on time, had a blast talking talking to his kids the whole the whole way there. And he got me there on time and you know
6: that's all she wrote.
1: Yeah, more than on time. The Phillips family got in there eight minutes early. Lucetta yeah. let them use his parking pass, arranged a friends and family access. Yeah. He gave them free tickets to the Cardinals' next home game against San Francisco. Took a couple of nice pictures. Oh, that's oh, awesome.
14: It's too bad they had to leave one of the kids' friends at the gas station. <laughs> 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 Sorry, little Jimmy, you're uh, not an Uber. Your spot's taken. Yeah, good Cute. stuff there. Good boost. Coming up on Pop Star, guys, we got a big announcement tied to your favorite music, something that a lot of people actually wait all year for. Plus, your holiday wish has been granted. Melissa McCarthy is starring in a new Christmas film from the writer of Love Ashley, and she will be here to tell us all about the very funny genie.
0: Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat.